welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. So who are you studying? That's the question I want you to ask yourself if you want to improve your craft as a writer. Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. So I've spent the last few weeks or even months taking various courses on masterclass.com. And one of the most interesting courses I took was taught by one of my favorite nonfiction authors of all time. He's a contemporary nonfiction author who's well known in the business world and also for bringing psychology and turning it into his most popular concepts. Of course, I'm talking about Malcolm Gladwell. And I first came across Malcolm Gladwell about 15 years ago, I'd say, I was walking into a local bookshop in the town of Minute where I live. And I think it was his book, Blink, was out at the time. And it said on the cover, buy this book, you know you already want to. And I was pretty intrigued by that as a blurb. And it turned out that that was the controlling idea behind the book. In other words, how we may subconsciously make snap decisions. So when I heard that Malcolm Gadwell was actually teaching a writing course on masterclass.com i was excited to take it and to see what i could learn from him so malcolm gladwell's popular books include blink outliers and the tipping point and his work is often cited by people both inside and outside of the business world and it feels like gladwell has been successful for years but did you know he actually spent the early part of his career struggling to achieve recognition for his work for his writing for his ideas and even if you're not a non-fiction or a business writer like Gladwell, or perhaps you're more interested in writing fiction, you can still apply Gladwell's approach to help you write your articles or your books or your blog posts, and also to help you market your ideas. Here's how you can do it. The first thing is to test your ideas. You see, Malcolm Gladwell actually spends hundreds, yes, hundreds of hours talking about and emailing other writers about ideas he wants to use for future books. And he loves getting into email exchanges with his peers and with his contemporaries to tease out these ideas before he turns them into articles and chapters. And he also speaks in public extensively around the United States about ideas from past books. And he explores new ideas for future books on his Revisionist History podcast. In other words, he's constantly working and reworking and refining his ideas in public. And while he's public speaking, for example, he gauges his audience's reaction to figure out what's interesting or boring. He looks at how they're laughing or perhaps, you know, they have a hand on the side of their head. And he uses that to tweak his points to captivate his audience just a little bit more. And he also uses, interestingly, arguments from his audience to improve the quality of his ideas. And he actually recounts a story where one particular audience member poked holes in his argument, and Gladwell all but admitted that he was wrong. And this practice of testing ideas publicly has helped Gladwell learn how to articulate himself both more clearly and concisely. And because of it, he's able to decide what to expand on or cut from future works and from future pieces of writing. And he says, the act of explaining an idea to somebody else is a really good way to figure out how to tell a story. And of course, figuring out how to tell a story is one of the jobs of any successful writer. So how can you put this into practice? Well, you could test ideas for your articles or for your blog or your business or even your next book by emailing peers and asking for feedback. And this is particularly useful if you write nonfiction. You could also show early versions of your work to, you know, first readers, to beta readers, to your editor. 
Or you could start blogging extracts from something that's in progress on a social media network like Medium. The key here is that you're getting iterative feedback that you can use to improve the quality of your work rather than waiting until you've got something finished that you're going to plop down on the table and say, here, look, look what I've done. The other takeaway from Malcolm Gladwell's practice is to make it, then promote it. Gladwell's debut nonfiction book, The Tipping Point, is one of his most famous works. And in this book, he explains how little things can make a big difference. In fact, he uses Pareto's 80-20 principle as an example. And this is one of my favorite productivity principles. And it states that 80% of the work is done by 20% of the participants. But did you know that The Tipping Point wasn't a huge success, at least at first? Gladwell said, the book didn't do well at first. I got it in my head that if I kept touring and I kept giving talks about it, it might revive. And I basically did endless promotions for two years. And the tipping point, based on his endless promotions, eventually entered the New York Times bestseller list as a paperback. And according to Gladwell, that's when it was a successful book. So you see, it's fine to work on your ideas or your book or your writing until it's good enough to release. But your work doesn't end there. You need to spend time meeting your would-be customers or readers. You need to promote your writing and your book in the right places. And you also need to exercise patience until your marketing strategies take hold. In other words, you need to create for the long term. And if this is something you're interested in learning more about, there's another author that I recommend you read. That's Ryan Holiday. And he has a great book called The Perennial Seller, which he released in 2017, which is all about how to create something that lasts many years. And I think that's something that Gladwell has done and succeeded with with his book, The Tipping Point. The third takeaway from Gladwell's approach to writing and creativity is to avoid excessive ownership over your ideas or your writing. Malcolm was actually surprised by which ideas caught on from his book, Outliers, notably the idea about mastery of a skill requiring 10,000 hours or 10 years of deliberate practice. And this is actually something that I wrote about in my book, The Power of Creativity. And it's a concept that's always intrigued me, the idea that you need to put 10,000 hours into something to really master it, to really become, you know, a successful writer or to write the great American or Irish novel and so on. And Gladwell says he actually found himself in the curious position whereby the book's ideas and arguments were often misconstrued by others. He said, once you've written something, it no longer belongs to you, it belongs to your readers. And when your readers buy your book, they're really buy your ideas and your ideas become theirs. So you see, when someone buys your book or reads your articles, you may be surprised by what they respond to, by what they share, by what they like or dislike. Now, you can get in front of this issue by recruiting early or first readers. An early or first reader will provide frank feedback about your writing, about your chapters and so on before you hit publish. And this is something that I used for my book, The Art of Nonfiction, and it helped me fix issues in the book that, you know, I'd overlooked during the editorial process. On the other hand, a reviewer will write their thoughts on Amazon in public after you release your book. And while it's certainly possible to go back and fix those issues and re-release, you know, a new version of your book, it's obviously a bit more stressful to do. And you also have to manage all the process of re-uploading your book files and so on. So the takeaway is that you can address the first type of feedback immediately, that is feedback from beta readers, and the second type of feedback, that is feedback from reviewers over the long term. It's up to you to decide which responses to address and which ones to pass on. But just don't take excessive ownership over your product where you say, this is mine and I'm not doing anything with it. 
Malcolm Gladwell is a successful business writer in part because he understands what his audience struggles with and wants. He's able to take ideas from different industries and package them up in unique ways that appeal to his audience. Even if you've no ambition to become a business writer or a non-fiction writer like Gladwell, you can still take elements of his approach to creativity and to writing to make a big difference with the way you write your articles or your books and the way you market them. So I hope you found this short podcast episode helpful and encourage you to try Masterclass, uh, becomearitertoday.com forward slash try dash masterclass. If you're interested in learning more from Malcolm Gladwell, and it really is one of the most interesting online creative writing classes that I've taken so far. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.